Welcome to season two of the Love Good Podcast, where you learn how to love what is good so you can become what you love and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons, a community of intentional consumers who curate music and books based on the transcendentals of beauty, truth, and goodness. Join us each week as we sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about media, culture, and what it means to be human. We're so happy you're here. Welcome to the Love Good Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Jimmy Mitchell, recording in Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, USA. And I'm so pumped that in just a few moments, I'm sitting down with Nick Fabian. Nick is an old friend. He's someone that we've had the privilege of rallying behind as Love Good, at least on a handful of occasions. We had him on the podcast last season, but we also helped to bring his debut EP into existence three years ago, specifically the investment on the part of our Patrons made his debut project possible, and it's now going to be making a brand new project possible. His first ever full length, not even an official release. This won't even appear on iTunes or Spotify or anywhere like that anytime soon. It's an exclusive album going out to our patrons and our patrons alone. So this is really, really exciting. We're going to sit down and really chat through some of the songs on this album, but most importantly, hear the story of really where his life has come in these last few years of pursuing music full-time and even dancing with some of the real temptations of a music industry that mostly wants to swallow up artists and just use them for profit. And that is exactly where Love Good is different. We don't want to use our artists for what they can bring us financially, what they can do to meet a bottom line. What we want to do is invest in artists that we believe in and affirm them in the gift that they've been given so there can be more beauty in the world, better media, and ultimately a better culture. Stay tuned because at the very end of this episode, I have an exciting opportunity for you to become a Love Good patron absolutely for free. We only do this about once every six weeks, and this particular go-around, it's specifically in honor of Nick Fabian, and I can't wait to tell you about that offer at the end. So stay tuned. I'll be back in just a few moments with Nick. Welcome back to the Love Good Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Jimmy Mitchell, feeling super privileged and mostly just pumped to be sitting down with an old friend, no stranger to Love Good, the one and only Nick Fabian. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Dude, really good. It's been about a year since we had you on season one of the podcast, and I have no idea what we talked about then. I'm really pumped about the things we're hoping to talk about today. Mm-hmm. But frankly, just the last few weeks of reconnecting, listening to music, hanging out at Baja Burrito, just like (laughs) rekindling an old friendship has been really, really fun. Absolutely. And I know one of the things that, you know, we were even chatting about a little bit ago was the different podcasts you listen to, the kind of media that you're always out there intaking. I'm remembering now, a year ago, we talked a lot about like 
the kind of food that you eat. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you inspired me for a while I, to like buy this. Like, oh, the greens. Oh, dude. It was so gross. I but went for Jimmy, it. Like I went through two tubs of it and I was like, all right, I get that this is healthy <laughs> for me. It's just not worth it. I couldn't handle the taste. Yeah. That's I mean, fair. are you still on that? Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just cool, like even thinking about a lot of artists who almost have a lifestyle brand coming alongside their artistry. You, Absolutely. You're one of those people, you know. Um, Did you have uh, the bone broth as well? No, I know you've heard mm, of the, the bone broth. What I is bet that? your listeners know what bone broth is. Really? Yeah. Crap. Yeah. I'm not always up to snuff, <laughs> you know. I pretend I really don't know all the things going on out there. So bone broth. So it comes from the idea of like our ancestors, when they would cook food, especially meat, they cook the whole carcass animal inside the same pot. So when we eat just the meat, we're not getting the medicinal qualities of what the bones do. So bones have collagen, especially, and a few other things, but collagen is good for your hair, skin, nails, your bones, joints. And but you're, it's, you're it's into a, this right now, obviously. I mean, this is, oh, this is especially me. Like I have, I have like dietary like restrictions and like oh. problems. So it's like, this is really helpful to me. Um, so you're not just like a health fanatic. Like you're just taking care of yourself most days. I, yeah. That's absolutely. cool. It, this, this helps me feel more normal. So what is <laughs> That's the, even possible. Uh, the effect on dogs who like are constantly <laughs> on, on bones, right? Like this has got to be yeah. good for them. I don't know. I never thought about that. That's where my mind went first. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm getting a dog, by the way. What? What kind yeah. of dog? Well, it's I don't want you know you never know, but um I'm I'm very much in plans and I've already like bought things for it. Like uh-huh. and I'm it's it's a border collie actually. Really? Yeah. And you've got your eye on this dog already? I've been I've been wanting this dog. Let me tell you what, Jimmy. A I've specific been, border collie. I'm very specific about oh. things that I want and like <laughs> Let me tell you what. <laughs> and uh, you know what's kind of cool? I was confirmed yesterday in this that I, I was running, you know, my usual run. And I uh, look and I saw these these two dudes and they had this dog. And it looked exactly like the one I was getting. And the one I'm getting is kind of like a – it's very interesting looking. And I was like, whoa, that's weird. So I walk up to it and I'm like, hey, is this your dog? And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 this is blah, 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 blah. And I was like, this is exactly, like, I was just immediately, you know, like that feeling when you're kind of on the fence about something, but then you you do it and you're just filled with joy. Like something just like hits your heart. Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Dude. It was kind of that feeling. It was like, so ting. Interesting. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. So I have a really bad dog allergy. It's really even worse with cats. I'm so sorry for you. It is a sad thing. And then like <laughs> uh, back in August, I was in England of all places and I was in this old pub, and of all things, a priest mm. walks in, which wow. maybe shouldn't surprise me. It's a pub. Mm. You know what I mean? And the culture, as you probably can imagine in England, is, you know, pubs can be very sophisticated or they can be very wild. This was a more sophisticated one. But there was a dog that mm. walked in with this guy, and I thought, hmm, all right, I think I can handle this. And sure enough, it's one of these, like, crossbreeds poodle things you know mm-hmm. i don't like know if it was doodle. maybe one of those right mm-hmm. and before i know it, it's a puppy and he's just like all up on me you know like i'm kind of freaking out because i'm thinking <laughs> i'm gonna pay for this tonight <laughs> i'm gonna wake, wake up wheezing <laughs> yeah. at 2 a.m you know but the dog was so cute i could not resist and i had no issues like yeah for the days that followed this encounter with the golden doodle whatever it was 
He's no a hypoallergenic dog. Those yeah, dogs that's are. the one. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm actually feeling pretty hopeful that one day I could be you a could dog totally owner. You could totally get one, Jim. Yeah. I, I used I to think not you think need it one, was. Man. What? what? You need you some more responsibility Do- in your life. Ah, <laughs> so that's probably good. I, I need to learn, if not responsibility, at least stability. You know, mm. I could, a dog would force you to slow. How would you do that? You're going to be on the road. Yeah. Because you're an artist. That's a part of your lifestyle. Right. You take the dog with you. You Absolutely. find a sitter. Seriously. Yeah. And also, I mean, like, I also have, have a lot of friends who are just itching to take care of your dog. Take care of my dog. That's so, and you got good friends. I have very good friends. I'm yeah. so thankful. Well done, man. Yeah. Well, hey, you, you've been like after it for a few years now. Yeah. You know? Just chomping. Uh, you've got some cool things happening. Like, is it cold? Like, I don't even know what we call these things anymore, but you've mm. got a bit of a record deal. Absolutely. That's been unfolding. Absolutely. And I know that that doesn't exactly mean the same thing for everybody, especially mm. in this town. There's mm. so many different kinds of deals out there. Right. I'm sure that's been fine tuning a lot of your songwriting and a lot of your just like professionalism, um, but also opening up new doors and opportunities. You've got a song on Spotify right now, mm-hmm. Nick, with a few hundred thousand streams, yeah. which is a big deal for any indie artist, but right. that's a big step up from anything you've ever released. How's that feeling? It feels really cool. It, it feels cool. I mean, the numbers have never been why I do it, but like it feels good to be validated in a certain area. And I am. I'm very thankful for it. It's cool. And um, I'm happy because I think it's a, especially a song that carries great weight. So I'm happy to see what reactions people have for it. And I'm, I'm really happy it's reaching so many more people than I ever thought would, would happen. Yeah. So yeah. it's called Let Me Down. It is super catchy. But there's also a lot of depth and a lot of like, I begin asking a lot of really good questions as I listen to that song. Mm-hmm. You know, Before we talk about that song, mm-hmm. I'd actually just like to ask the simple question of what do you think? Not just as a songwriter, not just as an artist, but someone who mm-hmm. also consumes music, someone who really loves artistry. What sets a great song apart? you know, from a good song. What makes a song truly great? That is, I feel like if everybody knew what that answer was, it would be, if that was a scientific answer, Jimmy, I I think, man, we'd have some amazing songs all the time. But Knowing is very different from being able to actually do it, though. It's something, you know, know, Jimmy, it's, I tell you what, like, what makes a song great is, it's usually what you don't expect. It's, it's something, to me, in not to sound, not to go into, into a different topic too much, but I, it it has to be touched in a certain way. And I don't want to say the word anointed, but it has to be like, it's got to be set on a you. mission, you know, yeah. it has to be bigger than you, something more, you know? Uh-huh. And why is that actually funny? The phrase, something well, more. nobody knows what that phrase means right now. That's except you and me. That's right. Well, drum roll, I think drum roll, please. Brrr, everybody. You can maybe you can MIDI in one of those drum rolls. That's all I got. All right, that's pretty good. Um, well, that's going to be the name of the next project, and I'm so lucky enough that we're going to be doing it with Love Good Music. Yeah, and, you were uh, pumped. Okay. I am. Yes. And actually, I love that there's not even a song on this project called Something More, you know? Yeah. Which I know that you're like hinting at the Something More down the line, which would actually be very likely a, a debut full-length album. Who knows mm-hmm. what the next real thing is that the rest of the world is going to hear. But our patrons are going to hear this first, which is super exciting. Uh, but back to this idea of something more, like what what actually, even for you as an artist, mm-hmm. keeps you tapping in to that We'll call it an anointing or that that sense of whatever you're doing being bigger than you. Because you see a lot of people stalling out or compromising, mm. giving up or settling for so much less. Right. How do you as an artist like hang in there, you know, not lose hope 
and you ride that line without compromise. I don't think that's an easy thing. That's a really, really great question, Jimmy. And I think it has all to do with what you want deepest down at the end of the day. Because I think if you're going for a, a, a moving goal that you're never going to reach, you know, a lot of artists will go so far and still feel so small. You know, mm. there's another mountaintop just like around every time you get to the top, there's going to be something else. How do you like peacefully settle in once you hit like the next big thing in life? That's really a great question, Jimmy, because, you know, I think the way I see it isn't, isn't like hitting the next thing. The way I see it is that my dreams align with my mission and what I believe. And I think finding a way to do that in a, just for today is something that makes me happy. And it makes that. me, I love that. And want to like, do it more. It gives me the fuel to do it more. That's it, man. Yeah. And we're only a couple months away from everyone making new year's resolutions that were probably way too heroic and way too much of a stretch. We might even already be feeling like, you know what? Actually, I can relate to this, Nick, because you know what? Like in my life, I'm not hitting the marks mm -hmm. or I'm always sort of anxious for the next threshold, you know? So mm -hmm. we've got a lot of young people who listen to this podcast, a lot of college students who are out there really like maybe not dabbling in the music industry or trying to to penetrate it and be a part of it like you are, but are out there like dabbling in a mainstream mm -hmm. culture and trying to not lose themselves in the meantime, trying right. to get in there and engage and transform rather than run away in fear. Because actually, it would be easy for you as an artist to run away in fear. Like, mm -hmm. There's a lot of other ways to make a living. There's even a lot of other ways to just be creative and maybe even be faithful to this gift that you've been mm -hmm. given. But what keeps you pressing forward? What keeps you even persevering in the midst of challenge and the midst of disappointment that I know is a part of any artist's career? Well, that's a really uh, great question. And that's also kind of the inspiration behind Let Me Down. Because I know for me, in fact, especially with the knowledge of, I think, chasing something that's something more than who you are, I think having that knowledge when there's trials, when there's pitfalls, when there's things that like you just want to lay in bed all day and not do anything because you've been knocked down so hard. You know, I, those are the moments for me, like especially, that I take that sort of pain and convert it into winning. You know, like convert it into something that's makes you stronger mentally, physically, everything. And that's what really... That's one of the big inspirations behind Let Me Down, too. So mm. it's funny you brought that up. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I think that's huge, man. Because even people like me, and we live in a city of dreamers, but I'm a big dreamer. So I've always got goals. I've always got hopes. Sometimes that gets a little bit too mingled with ambition, you know? Mm -hmm. But I got to know that my life is moving forward. It's like a huge need for me. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's a personality thing, but I think that's kind of a human thing. Nobody it wants to It definitely is your up. personality, Jimmy. Well, you know, but like, <laughs> it's sort of a source of depression for a lot of people when they think, oh, mm. crap, like I haven't made progress in months or years, personally, yeah. professionally, right. emotionally, fill in the blank, you know? I, I would challenge those people, honestly, if they are truly working hard and they feel like they're not making pro progress, like I would challenge those people to look back at a photo of them like six months ago and then reevaluate and ask themselves that question. Yeah, I asked myself that a lot because especially last year was a huge year for me. Like, like I lost like 50 pounds. Like I started running. You run did not. Jimmy, look at the picture from us from like three years ago and then look at like the pictures like That's now. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, you look healthy, but I didn't have 50 pounds. Mm -hmm. Well done. Yeah. A lot of weight. And 
you know, or like even with me, like with writing or something, it's like, oh, I feel like these songs, I've been writing every day for six months and like, are these songs are really getting better? I don't really know. And you, I th- you do that and it's, you look back and when you look back, it's, that's when you notice the, how much you've really come. Cause mm. I, I feel like, especially us as people or musician or like whatever it is, you know, we tend not to judge ourselves subjectively. We tend to either we tend not to find that perfect middle zone of what it actually is instead of we kind of are too easy on ourselves or we're too light on ourselves in a lot of different ways especially it's kind of it's kind of half a joke but i tell people all the time especially in music or who are pursuing some sort of like um, lofty career you know i always say that you're never as good or as bad as you think you are you're (laughs) usually somewhere right in the middle like or like even you know with me it's like some days i I wake up and i'm like dang you're a good looking dude nick and then some days you wake up and and you're you're just like oh man i should have uh just stayed home today or something but i think i think really the reality of it is that you are just who you are and and you're it's usually somewhere in the middle that's really interesting because i think it's not that hard to slip into I'll just say one of two extremes, you know, like vanity, mm-hmm. which is a little bit of that self-obsession. Yeah. We're constantly turning on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Or the other end, which is something maybe a bit more like apathy, where we just stop caring and we lose all of our resolve or all of our determination to press mm-hmm. forward. I think what you're really describing is is humility, which is mm-hmm. an acceptance of reality, an acceptance of things as mm-hmm. they truly are. And that's why humility and joy often go hand in hand. So this is cool. Thinking wow. about the dreams, the hopes that we all have, but mm-hmm. still being rooted in reality, having a, a humble pursuit of the impossible. You know, mm. uh, I don't even know if that's the right way of putting it, but that's probably how I, I approach it. most days. A humble <laughs> approach of the impossible. And I have to say, man, when we chatted about a month ago now, thinking about this project, it was obviously like a little bit last minute. We're usually three to six months out on all of our packages. Mm. And before I knew it, like not only were we both fired up about the possibility of collaborating, even in a sort of like last minute way, mm. but you just started sending me song after song and Dropbox folder after Dropbox folder. And I thought, man, this guy has been living life. And I saw in your songs, uh, maybe especially the ones that the world may never hear, Mm -hmm. just a very real confrontation with who you are, who you're becoming. I think back on the EP, Mm -hmm. stuck in my head, you know, our patrons got that before anybody else Mm -hmm. when it came out a few years ago. There's something like really light and wonderful and mm. and obviously like man the talent there is so real and it's so raw and there's i hate to say the word innocence but you mm. know what i mean like there's just something like it feels like a debut it's fun you mm-hmm. know and i can tell that there is a, a growing maturity and depth there's a growing sort of reckoning with life and all of its disappointments as we've already said mm. in this next project and i'm really pumped about it you know, from, the, from track one, you know, uh, Let Me Down, which is a yeah. little bit of like a, for me, an existential kind of song where I'm mm. thinking, oh, gosh, actually, yeah, life kind of sucks sometimes. Mm. And it gets me thinking about all the right things just before the the little flood of Nick Fabian love songs that we've all come mm. to to appreciate so deeply. And then other songs that are like, you know, digging into the the reality of not just relationships with the opposite sex, but relationships with family. And, you know, all the way down to Love is Everlasting, which is mm-hmm. written for your grandfather, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you've got like a real interior depth that is being given away 
on this album. Tell us a little bit about one of these songs, you know, like one of the songs that maybe you won't have a chance to ever talk about because people may not consider it to be the hit song, but for you, it has a lot of meaning. Like my mind goes to Incense because I love the imagery Mm. there. Uh, It also goes to learning how to lose you because I think, man, that's exactly it. Like so many of us have the hardest time moving beyond a breakup. That's so cool. Or steady, like this firm Mm. foundation kind of anchoring in peace Mm -hmm. that that song really talks about. So what's the deepest track you think on this project that would most inspire somebody, but they would never stop to ask, what is it about? Oh my gosh. I would would say steady is probably for me, goes to a deep place. It goes to a very deep place, especially, especially when I wrote it, a lot was transitioning at the time. You know, with with I'm I'm not gonna go too too deep into it, but I think for me, we talked about depth and how that can almost be a roller coaster of mm. sometimes, you know, especially musicians or just big dreamers in general, like usually have a great range of of depth that they deal with on a daily basis. And steady was kind of taking humility, like what we're talking about. And kind of just learning how to walk through the storm and like still being grounded by the end of it. And I thought that was a really cool thing for me. And that song's always been very special to me. Incense is a cool one. I actually... Dude, dude, just let us know what is going on in those first few seconds. Yeah. People are going to hear this song and they say, what is that? Because yeah. I didn't know. So actually, really funny story. I can't remember. Okay. I actually went to go visit the monks. It's just a personal trip, just hanging out with some monks up in a... I have some cool stories about that. We need to talk about that later. But um, dude, up, in, up in Tulsa, kind of around Tulsa area, I think they're... Are they Benedictine? I don't, I'm not sure, but they're silent. And they would they would come out and they would do their chants or whatever. And I was so inspired by that. Like wow. that whole, like there was once it's like the most beautiful song I've ever heard. And it's almost like I'm okay with never hearing it again because I don't want it to take away from that experience, that experience just wow. then. And it's, it's crazy, but I was so inspired by that. I came home and I was like, let's write a pop song about <laughs> something like Dude. with with the theme of the, some monks in there. So what you hear at the beginning of that track is actually sampled monks, and I think the word they're singing the Deu like like because it's Deu Deu something like that. Dang. And um, I thought that was super cool, and I found like the perfect like chunk from my recording, and I was like, let's just do this, and I put a filter on it, threw some reverb on it, and it just sounded like this cool pop sample. And I'm like, oh okay, that's awesome. Um, so yeah. So even all the imagery in that song has a lot to do with like, just like it, it almost, I wrote it in a way we almost wrote it about like, not just like a romantic thing, but it actually ended up turning into something like coming into your, like meeting with something or somebody that's like, I don't know, like a meditation almost. And it was, it was such a cool thing, especially with the incense and all the imagery that's in the song is just really fun for me. I love that, yeah. man. And I have to say, this is one of the great joys of being a part of Love Good, of even just continuing to help people step into this opportunity for patronage is we're literally rallying behind you, Nick. Yes. Rallying behind every song that you've ever been inspired to write, whether or not it's going to be a radio hit, whether or not it's going to be picked up by Ben Rector or your current hero in the the world of music 
and I think like that's the the great privilege of mm-hmm. of knowing that we're we're creating that space. You know, this is a project, uh, as you're calling it, something more, uh, a project that will not be heard by anybody but love good patrons and then a handful of fans who meet you on the road over the next six months. It's not going to mm-hmm. be on Spotify. This collection of songs, it's all completely unique, and it's an, a chance for us to say keep going yeah like don't stop writing don't stop penetrating the mysteries of what it means to be human because mm-hmm. frankly especially for those of us who aren't as creative who don't have that artistic gene in us we need to be invited into that human experience we need to to find language for what it means to be in love what it means to detach from love what it means to you know suffer well and persevere mm. right and again i think suffer well dude, i love that bernard is, helps us tap into those mysteries that sounds like a like a toast or something from suffer like a, well like man a, that's it <laughs> yeah that's it so obviously this is me saying thank you for your gift and for sharing mm. it with us uh, what is it like for you to have that community of patrons rallying around you like that jimmy it's it's really something special and it's i don't i can't think of another like unique situation that an artist and patrons can really work together than in love good and it's like it's it's such a specific and noble goal you know that that doesn't really happen a lot in the music industry and especially having people who get to know me and like like my songs and hopefully become inspired by them like that's that's something that means the world to me yeah and it's it's just so nice having it's almost like a team. It's like having a team of people behind Dude, you. And that's totally. what it feels like. And you're helping us recognize that actually it's possible to propose to the world a new mainstream, a new mainstream media, a new mainstream culture. Mm-hmm. We're not proposing some kind of like hideaway alternative. We're saying that actually let's let truth, beauty, and goodness be the new normal. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's what you're steeping yourself in every day yeah. as a man and as an artist we feel really privileged to have been invited into that, even if it is just for this next project. But I have a funny feeling uh, we're just getting started, you and I, Nick. Yes. Uh, and and uh, the way that we can keep coming alongside what you're doing as love good and especially as patrons, uh, it means the world. Let us know how we can stay in touch with you. I know Instagram is big for you, but you're on all the social media platforms. Absolutely. So it's really easy. You can just find me at Nick Fabian Music. And that's my Instagram, Facebook, Nick Fabian Music. Twitter, Nick Fabian Music. And if you want to drop me a line on my website, it's nickfabian.com. It's awesome, man. Well, everybody stay tuned because at the end of this episode, I'm going to tell you how you can get on board as a Love Good patron and get this album, not only before anybody else, but very likely no one else is ever going to get this thing. Mm. Autographed, a Love Good exclusive Nick Fabian We'll call it a mixtape, but it's it's more than a mixtape, man. It's a bit of a masterpiece, and it's a joy for us to rally again around it and around you especially. So God bless you, man. We'll do this again sometime. All right.
Well, it doesn't get much better than that. What a joy to sit down with Nick Fabian to hear all about how his life is going and really the process, the journey that he's been on and how that's really reflected in this brand new project. We're so excited about something more, this full-length album from Nick that you can't get anywhere else. So if you're feeling inspired to raise your standard for media, to build a better culture, to subscribe as a Love Good patron and get your hands on Nick's brand new music, today's your day. Okay, so go to lovegoodculture.com slash Nick, and you will not only be able to subscribe as a patron, but you'll get your first month free. Again, that's lovegoodculture.com slash Nick. I'll be sure to include that as a link in the episode notes, so you can easily click on it there. But we're just so pumped about what's in this package going out to our patrons in a matter of days. All right, so in this package, we not only have the beautiful brand new album from Nick Fabian, Autographed, a brand new EP from Ellie Schmidley, who was our guest last week on the podcast, that also is autographed. We've got a brand new beautiful magnet of the Love Good Standard. Uh, we've got an exclusive Love Good journal. All right, this is our 2019 journal. It is beautiful absolutely beautiful. We've also got an exclusive art print from a good friend of ours in Tampa, Florida by the name of Bryce Denick. As I mentioned last week, we've got novelty socks. We're also curating coffee. For those who have missed out on this, our highest level patrons are not only getting a brand new mixtape vinyl from our good friends at Magnolia Record Club, they're also getting Love Good curated coffee. So everybody go to lovegoodculture.com slash Nick get on board. You've got 48 hours to become a patron and get your first month free. So don't miss the opportunity. We love you guys. Hope you have an amazing rest of your week. And as always, our next episode will be with Alana Boudreau, my trusted co-host. We'll be sitting down and talking actually about something kind of intense, the difference between addiction and festivity. If you don't even know what I'm talking about, tune in. It's going to be a high-level conversation as always. Again, we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to season two of the Love Good Podcast. Tell your friends all about us. Stay in touch on social media and be sure to stop by iTunes or Stitcher to give us a review. You can join our movement today by subscribing as a patron at lovegoodculture.com. Start enjoying our seasonal packages that will raise your standard for media and inspire you to build a better culture. We can't wait to accompany you as you change the world.